I'm Jaren. And I'm Chris. And, and this, this is The Barca Lounge. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello, hello. It is that time, yet again, to return to the Barker Lounge, your one-stop destination for everything about the 90s sitcom known as Friends. Hi. Happy Friday. Indeed. And a good Friday it is. We've got a zinger for you. But before we get to that, how are we doing today? How are you doing, Chris? Doing pretty good. It's been a pretty long week, but, you know... Not bad. Neither of us have melted yet due to the heat. So that's good. The moment we become human candles, that's when the podcast will probably start having uh, problems. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, So this week's episode, I'm sorry, today's episode will be the one with the butt. The Mm. butt. The butt. What does that bring to your mind? But which one are we talking about? Whose butt? I mean, that would be my initial first question if someone brought that up. Who's butt? What butt? Where butt? <laughs> Butts everywhere. Now you can tell the hype's here today. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it. All right. So the first scene takes us to uh, Joey's play in a really old school looking theater. Yeah, but it's nice to see a change of scenery here, because up until now, uh, almost every episode will start off in the Central Perk. Yeah, that is true. So if we're finally getting to dive more into aspects of certain characters, starting with Joey. Yeah, so you kind of get to see a little bit of what Joey does. So here he is um, basically acting in a play. I love the costume, by the way. (laughs) Uh, He's supposed to be a is he supposed to be a therapist like Sigmund Freud or yeah psychologist something like that therapist and he has like this like weird accent you know and he just starts off by saying we've done something excellent here or some excellent work here (laughs) Uh, I believe he was trying to use like a faux German accent that's what it sounds like terribly yeah and then he starts like breaking out into like a dance because right (laughs) and the gang's looking at him like uh what is this like what are we watching yeah but it's not the fact that he broke out into song and dance because this is a small scale broadway performance it's the context of said song yeah dicks Oh, man. So right after that, it takes us to the intro of the episode, um, the song Insert intro. Insert Rembrandt's. You know, I'll be there for you. Hey. So we go back to the theater. You know, the play is done at this point. The gang's Everyone's clapping clearing their hands. out. Yeah. Uh, you can tell the clapping is not as enthusiastic as one would expect in support of a friend. Like, the moment Joey's out of earshot, everyone uh, immediately begins complaining (laughs) yeah yeah and that's (laughs) not what i was expecting at all and joey has no idea but you know they're just they're being friends they're you know supporting him but you know uh supportive or not you know friends will occasionally have their opinions about what you do yeah 
Oh, yeah. I think we can all relate to that. And they'll make fun of him later on. But (laughs) and then now we focus on Chandler. So, you know, right after this all happens, you know, Chandler is too busy focusing on another girl. So we'll let you guys hear that. Is it? It feels like two. Uh, Ten o'clock. What? There's a beautiful woman at eight, nine, ten o'clock. Hello. She's amazing. She makes the women I dream about look like short, fat, bald men. Go over to her. She's not with anyone. Oh, yeah, right. And what would my opening line be? Excuse me. You can do it. Oh, please, could she be more out of my league? Ross, back me up here. He could never get a woman like that in a million years. Thank you, buddy. Good old Ross with the support system. <laughs> Even him as a friend can tell you, you can never get a girl like that in a million years. Some wingman, where's the support system? We're supposed to lift him up <laughs> and tell him he's going to fail. He's being real. <laughs> But, you know, despite that, they still tell him, hey, you know what? They give him the booze. Just talk to her. What's the worst that can happen? Right? You know, the worst you're going to get is what? A no. So he goes up to her. He's stuttering. He's like. Kind of like he predicted. Hi, hi, hi. Um, um, uh, name. Uh, Chandler. Uh, uh, okay. So he basically stutters and he's like, okay, would you like to go out with me? Thanks. Good night. And then walks away. And she's like, she pulls him back like his shoulder all like sexy, you know. He's like, wait, (laughs) why are you walking away? (laughs) And we don't really see what happens there because it takes us back to Joey who finally comes out from the play um, to say hi to everybody else. And they're like, yeah, Joey, we didn't know you could dance like that. And he's like, oh, come on, guys. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> you know, at least I got a lead. <laughs> oh, man. So Hopefully Ch- not in another play about uh, dicks. Right? <laughs> and then Chandler comes back. She said yes. She said yes. Like, super, super excited. And then he inserts. Also, Joey, that play sucked. <laughs> He's like, wow. We're going to take two moments of success. Oh, man. So um, he mentions that he met the Italian sexy girl and that they have a date together and he hands Joey a card from Aurora. It's a a talent agent, Estelle, who wants to hire Joey, I guess. So that's pretty cool. And Phoebe's like, wait, based off display? (laughs) Everyone kind of looks at her like, not really one for shopping there. Oh, okay. Like, again, it goes back to the whole support thing, right? Like, didn't really support Joey in that. So she's like... So then she takes it back and she changes her tone. She's like, based off this play? Like, tries to, like, up it tries a little to bit. <laughs> change the inflection on her voice to try to <sighs> make Joey feel better. So we'll see how this whole Italian girl, Aurora, um, plays hand in the episode here. But now we go back to the coffee house where Ross, Joey, Phoebe, and Monica... They're just hanging out, talking, you know, I think they're talking about, like, palms and, like, you know, how Phoebe is with her, like... The hippie syndrome part five. Yeah, like, the guru stuff. So she's, like, looking at Monica's Very hands. spiritual. She's like, oh, no, that line is for passion. <laughs> Something like that. And Chandler walks in, and they're like, hi, hi. And, like, two seconds later, 
No I, one's going to ask me about my right? good news. <laughs> it's like, it's been seven seconds. Like, no one's going to ask me how my date went. Like, and, then, <laughs> and then Monica says, in a sexy voice, she's trying to copy the Italian girl. How was your date, Chandler? So he, he was pretty He's pretty stoked. in there. He was pretty stuck. He's like, man. Then again, if you were Chandler in that situation, wouldn't you be amazed? Oh, I would be because and here's why, guys. Um, he talks about how like unbelievable she's had a crazy life. She was like, apparently, uh, Chandler's new dating prospect is a woman of the world. Oh yeah, she was. She's in, seen uh, and done a lot. Israel, Israel. How do you say it? Israeli army? That's what she was in. And um, he said that they talked all night. Like, first, like, nothing actually physically happened yet. Like, they've just been talking up to, like, 2 a.m. Which is usually the sign of a lot of interest in a person. Yeah. And then he's like, but then something happens. And we're like... It's a cliffhanger I definitely wouldn't have expected. Yeah. So then, you know, as they're talking, he's like, yeah, you know, she mentions we were in Yemen. (laughs) <laughs> and for Chandler, it's like, uh, wait, what, we? Yeah, he's Because up until now, he's been under the impression that this woman's single. She's alone. She's just been out yeah. here doing her thing and all around the world. on a date with him, right? Uh, so he, she's like, uh, he was like, well, let me just clarify. Who, who, who's we? And she's like, me and Rick. And Rick is your... Hopefully brother. Husband. <laughs> so Chandler goes through the options, right? He's like, he, he kind of like eliminates it. He goes, oh, so you're divorced? She's like, no. Always the optimist. I love it. Nope. And then he's like, oh, widowed, hopefully. <laughs> and she's like, no. <laughs> so he's like, uh, okay. How would your husband feel about you sitting here with me right about now? Right, and Aurora's like, well, I imagine it'd be okay, because he's okay with Ethan. Huh. <laughs> right? <laughs> Jaw drop. Tell me what it's like. <laughs> and Chandler's like, uh, okay, well, who, who's Ethan? <laughs> and she's like, my boyfriend. Clearly, it still hasn't caught on to Chandler that, uh... Our new dating friend here is into open relationships. Apparently. Very open relationships. And it's going to be a real test <laughs> to see how uh, Chandler approaches this situation. And mind you, like, in this scene, like, it's kind of going back and forth to Chandler, like, at the date. Kind of going back and forth, but he's at the coffee house telling Describing this. it to yeah. his friends. And so when he says the other boyfriend, the gang, it goes back to them. And they're like, what? Like, everybody's just like... Wait. Basically, our reaction. Yeah, and so Chandler was like, "Okay, so well, what did you expect out of this? Like, what did you expect to happen with us then? You know?" And she's like, "Well, I was hoping something sexual." Insert mm. subtle body language. Chandler was definitely okay with it though, and and, and Monica's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, it didn't work out." <laughs> Chandler's but like, for Chandler, yeah, he's <laughs> like, "What do you mean? This is great. I I get everything. I get the fun stuff. I get the talk. I get the sex without the responsibilities." Ah, but as Chandler will find out, double-edged swords are everywhere. Oh yeah. And then Phoebe said. Nah, that can't be right. Like, that that's just impossible. You can't just date somebody who's married and has a boyfriend. Like, 
you just can't expect that kind of stuff to work, right? Like, I mean, granted, there are relationships like that in the world where people do have luck with that. Yeah. But in most scenarios, it's kind of hard to make those kind of relationships last long without expecting some sort of emotional turmoil. Because yeah. it depends on all parties involved being on the same emotional maturity level. True. And, you know, Chandler was like, what are you talking about? Like, this is every guy's fantasy. And Phoebe's like, nah. And Ross is like, <laughs> they're like, Ross, is it true? And Ross is like, no. And then, like, a few seconds later, he's <laughs> In like. In the Ross voice, no. <laughs> and then he admits, he's like, Yes. And then this is the part where we kind of like kind of kind of kind of tease Ross a little bit because then he's like, well, you know, monogamy has a tricky concept, anthropologically speaking, is what Ross says. And the gang nods off because like... I love how he tries to make it (laughs) historical instantly. Anything to flex his PhD. Yeah, anything to like relate that and, you know, because the gang makes fun of him for that because it's like educational paleontologists. Like, (laughs) they all just like pretend to snore. They're like... (sighs) (sighs) Class is in session. (laughs) Professor Geller is here. And Ross is like, fine. Now you'll never know. Like, he got all butthurt already. And they're like, no, we want to know, Ross. And so he continues to talk again. You know, condescendingly, of course. (laughs) He continues and he's like, so, well, yeah, there's a theory. And then they do it again. So he's like, okay, I give up. I'm done. I'm done with this. So we go on to the next scene. And this switches over to the apartment. Now, as you noticed in the previous scene, Rachel wasn't in the coffee house. Surprisingly, not on the clock. First time for everything. I guess she does get a day off. So she was hanging out at the apartment. Everybody goes back there. And she's home alone. Everyone comes in and she's like, ta-da. And they're like, what did you do? And she's like, I cleaned up. I cleaned the entire house. I moved stuff around. The first red flag. Mm. And Monica's just kind of looking around like, oh my gosh, what did you just do to my house? Like, what did you do? But... We'll let you guys hear that part. Oh, I, I, I see you moved the green ottoman. <laughs> How did that happen? I don't know. I, I thought it looked better there. And, I, and also, it's an extra seat around the coffee table. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. But you know what? Just for fun... Let's see what it looked like in the old spot. <laughs> I mean, just to compare. Let's see. Ha! Well, it looks good there, too. Let's just leave it there for a while. <laughs> Can't believe you tried to move the green ottoman. Thank God you didn't try to fan out the magazines. I mean, she'll scratch your eyes right out. Guys, I am not that bad. Yeah, you are, Monica. Well... As you can see, we dive into Monica's cleaning OCD. Sound familiar, Monica? (laughs) I mean, Chris? (laughs) I love this episode because it just goes into it. Like, you just see her character shine right through the window. I'm sorry, you mean your character, right? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much, you know. So, she kind of tends to freak out. OCD tendencies when it comes to where things are placed and or cleaned. Yep. And, um, you know, they start giving her examples because... This has been a long-going thing for her. Yeah, Ross is, like, trying to, like, say things like, 
no, you'll never be a kook. And she's like, I can be a kook. <laughs> and they give her examples like Rachel was like, okay, picture this. Imagine I buy detergent, but it's not the one with the extra cleaning or whatever like special effects giving her a whole bunch of terrible <laughs> uh, hypothetical scenarios that, yeah what if you weren't clean or ocd right? what would you choose what would you do and you can tell monica's like sitting on the couch like like clenching herself like tensing up a little bit there she's like feeling who, the pressure who, who would do that i mean you know who you know okay and then she tries to like back it up like okay i okay i guess i am that bad like, so, like what are you guys talking about mm-hmm. i'm hip i can relax right? as the kids would say and then she admits it and she's like oh my god who am i <laughs> and ross is like ross gives her the worst possible answer you could oh, ever man. monica give. your mom crazy so that's a little bit about monica there with her ocd and joey enters the room so when joey enters the room he's actually on the house phone the landline but he's like really excited already and he wants to be involved with the gang while he's on the phone so he's like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh (laughs) uh-huh So then he gets off, he's like super excited, and he's like... Leaving everyone in suspense. You guys, I got a lead in a movie, or not a lead, but I got a role in the movie. Like super, super stoked because... They're like, what, Joey, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. You know, things you would expect to hear from right. your friends. And he goes on, he's like, yeah, it's the new Al Pacino movie. You know, they're like, what? Okay, like big Al Pacino, time, you know? high profile. Like, what? what's the what's the part? And he's You can't like, handle the truth. <laughs> and he just keeps going, right? He's like, yeah, you can't handle the truth. He's like trying to just, oh yeah, Al Just Pacino. dropping a whole bunch like, of Al Pacino quotes. Facts, yeah, all these facts. And then they're like, oh, Oh, great great but what's the part and he still keeps going like three times at least at until... this point it's starting to look like he's hiding something yeah and they're like but joey seriously like we're proud of you we're happy for you yeah, we, we know who al pacino is but what tell is us it? what is the part and so he kind of like whispers it like but kind of fast talks it you know he's like i'm gonna play what? Wait, what? What was that? I, I don't think I heard you, friend. Could you repeat that again? <laughs> One more time? Maybe with clarity. <laughs> um, still not getting you there, Joe. So he finally says it. He's like, Al Pacino's butt. The butt. The butt. Oh my gosh. They were like kind of quiet at first, and then they were just like laughing and then comes the onslaught because uh finding out your friend is the character actor for a person's ass yeah and joey's definitely an invitation to be insulted right and then joey's like come on guys like at least it's an al pacino movie like he's pretty popular i've been doing from the rear end apparently yeah it's like i'm there (laughs) the rear end and Joey's like, come on, you guys. I've been doing plays for, like, the last six years. Like, this is finally, like, my opportunity, you know? So they're like, all right, all right, you're right, Joey. So you going to invite us to the big opening? <laughs> Let the onslaught of terrible jokes from your friends begin. Oh, man. They, they made so many jokes there. So, you know. Anyway, the next morning, that's where the scene takes us from this little part of Joey's announcement. He goes into, you know, knocking on the door. It was just surprising because he actually knocks on the door. As you've noticed, they don't really do that a lot. 
But so used to everyone just walking into each yeah, other's houses because they're and like right raiding there. the fridge. Oh yeah, Joey. <laughs> um, but he's like Monica. He's like, do you have some moisturizer? Because that was like the first day of his like you know shoot or whatever. And she's like, yeah, whatever. It's in the bathroom, but. Whatever you're doing in there, I don't want to know. <laughs> Jeez. And then... No fifth. And then Chandler comes in, you know, and he's, like, asking, like, Monica, like, hey, I want to borrow some breakfast stuff because Aurora slept over. Hey. Yes. <laughs> we are back on the Aurora part. Um, but for, for some reason, he was looking for Joey, and Monica's like, he's in my bathroom. And he goes in there, and she's like, uh, I wouldn't go in there. And he's like, we're roommates. <laughs> okay. I've seen everything. <laughs> don't say I didn't warn you. And he goes in there, and he screams. I don't know what we saw there, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would you want to know, though? Really? Yeah, I don't know. Even though you guys are roommates, I mean, dang, dude. I mean, whatever. They're butt buddies, right? They're close. So Rachel wakes up and she's like, who is being so loud? And Chandler blames it on Monica. Like, but it was him that screamed like a girl when he saw Joey. Ay, ay, ay. So he gets like a bunch of stuff. He's like, I'm going to borrow food, right? Literally takes Monica's entire fridge worth. Everything, like from of breakfast items, <laughs> from orange juice to champagne to for bacon and eggs and like English muffin, like everything. Who doesn't love champagne? Oh, <laughs> champagne! And he also took her cooking pan, which is like kind of funny, right? Especially um, when she's trying really hard not to correct him on the proper cleaning procedure for it. Yeah. Because uh, as we see here, she's still trying to stop being super cleanly. Yeah, she's trying to show her friends that I can do this. Like I, I don't. I can be to... a kook. I can yeah. relax. Yeah. So when Chandler is about to leave the door to go back to his house, Monica's like, and 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 Chandler, um, the old Monica would would um would probably scrub the Teflon with a brush. Oh, you mean you? <laughs> But uh, but see see like this Monica you know you know I'm not gonna tell you to do that <laughs> like kind of just like and he just gives it. like a slightly annoyed head nod as he exits as to he his leaves. future breakfast yeah so it kind of takes us to a quick scene on Joey's stage set now like we're actually here we're there fake shower and all oh yeah and semi naked Joey getting ready for the moment of truth although you know what I think like. The water was actually real. Like, it just kept, like, splashing. Like, it looked real. So, I mean, who knows? But they're like, okay, you ready? And Joey's like, all right. Like, how hard can this be? You know, he's in the shower. Uh, Mind you, he's playing the butt, like I've mentioned. But he's playing the butt when Al Pacino's scene goes into a shower. So, So literally, like, three seconds worth of Joey's ass (laughs) on the screen. In an Al Pacino movie, though, you know? Yeah, that's the important part. (laughs) That's That's what you want to remember here. Remember, it's not a play where he's being all faux German dude or whatever. (laughs) But, um, so he, they do the, okay, action. And then he's like, okay, we're showering, cool. And cut. And Joey's he's like, like, wait, that, that's it? That's my scene? <laughs> and he's like, uh, what are you doing? The director's like, what are you doing? Why are you clenching? <laughs> Clenches his butt. Maybe he just was nervous. He's, he's trying to put like yeah. some, no, no, like he was trying to put some emphasis into oh, yeah. his butt cheeks because he's not allowed to like act verbally. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I got to make the most of this. Right? Yeah. He's and like, then... before the scene's even recorded, he's like, Profusely thanking the director. Thanks for this chance. Thanks for this opportunity. Yeah. Thanks for letting me do this. Super excited, yeah. But, you know, the glamour kind of fades once you realize you are literally a stand-in for someone's butt. 
Yeah, and he tries to give the director like all these uh like like what you said, like the description. So the first cut he was like, Well I figured he's angry in this scene. That's why he was punching his butt. There's <laughs> oh like emotion God. and relevance through ass cheeks. This is the future of acting. <laughs> and here they were trying to get the scene done before lunch and Joey's over here with how many takes? Oh for a butt. Now, we go back to Chandler and Joey's apartment where he's cuddling with Aurora. You know, just sneaky sneaky. And just to specify, we're talking about Chandler here. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Um, so he's he's cuddling with Aurora and, you know, she's like looking at the time like, oh my God, I'm late. Like she had to go be somewhere. Wonder where. Somewhere or someone? Because we are talking about uh, multiple relationships here. <laughs> and which one? <laughs> so he's like, no, don't go. Like, um, She's like, but he'll be waiting for me. <laughs> Chandler's like, I thought you talked to Rick. And she's like, um... He wasn't so no, understanding. Not him. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, wait, Ethan? Like, I thought it was just me and you today. And she's like, no, not him also. And Chandler's like, it's like, which guy is it now? What? He's like, I am gonna. Poor lady. He's like, I'm gonna regret asking this question. But uh, so who? <laughs> He's like, she's like, Andrew. Ah. Uh, okay. And I would have got away with it too if it wasn't for Andrew. Man. So that's what four guys total, including Chandler. Chandler if we're adding the Chan man, Chandler. it is definitely four. Ethan and Rick. Wow. So we have a husband, a boyfriend, a sexual, and then another boy toy. That's a lot. Is like Boito <laughs> even a classification? Like Chandler's yeah. just a sex bot? <laughs> and then, you know, he, he's over here like trying to convince her like, come on, like what we have is like pretty special. You know, he's like, why don't you just stay? You know, why don't like I want you. I want all of you. And she's he's like, really trying to pour it on. Yeah. But she let him know at the beginning of this yeah, experience true. that she was this honest. is her lifestyle and this is who she is. So this is one of those things you got to accept. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, but you do have all of me. And he's like, no, no, I don't. Like, you have me and them. Like, that's not. So he's at that point now where he's Our realizing emotions it. have finally Shifted. taken their toll. Yeah. And so Chandler's trying to explain to him, like, on the one side, I love this. Like, everything about this is awesome. Because one, she's super hot, super intelligent, like, has it together. Then he express, expresses to her, like, but the other side of me is like, don't be that guy. Get out of it. Don't get stuck, you know? Um, and so she asked him. She was just straight out, like, well, which guy do you want to be right now? You know? So. And it's that moment where Chandler had to make a very crucial choice for his self-respect. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to go with the second guy. And it was, like, one of the hardest decisions he had to make. So not after giving her one juicy very sexy kiss before she walks out the door and then he lays on the bed like crap i fucked up man so crazy so that's all said and done now we switch over to monica's apartment where ross is trying to make chandler feel better but chandler's just kind of like hit or miss there's like literally nothing you guys can say at this point (laughs) and ross is like well look at the bright side you broke up with her <laughs> and um he's it's like it's not very eh, often you get eh. to be the breakup er yeah you're usually the breakup e especially with somebody really hot i'm pretty sure neither of those are words <laughs> i love it
So Joey comes in after Chandler's done being comforted by Ross and the gang, and they're all hanging out in the living room. And everyone's giving him that boost of moral support from the movie. Monica's like, hey, isn't that guy, like, the one who plays Al Pacino's butt in the new movie, the Al Pacino movie? I don't know if that's moral support. <laughs> the way she's, she was saying it didn't really sound supportive. But everyone just seemed to be like, hey, it's Joey. Like, how was your movie? You know, and, trying to gas him up. He's, he's had a rough go of it. And Joey's like, well, I got fired. And the reason behind is because he acted too much with the butt. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, I mean, there's only so much acting you can do with your butt cheeks. But then again, that's an entirely different market. <laughs> hey, who? Hey, yeah, so he, you know, but Phoebe was actually really supportive here, you know. She's like, because he was like complaining about how, man, I thought this was my shot. Like, I'm finally ready to like upgrade my life from being on stage and doing plays. Yeah, now you just get to be the big crack. <laughs> and Phoebe's like, no, you won't just get one shot. Actually, you know what, Joey? You'll have many shots. And I believe this is in true. you. You know, she's like, your time will come. And she's like, they all, she gives him a big hug. And he's just like, oh, you mean that? Like, it was really nice to see that. Like, Phoebe was like, no, I know it's going to happen. Right? Probably like the first time this entire episode, he's actually gotten some genuine support. Yeah. Versus uh, everyone ripping into him. Yeah, Phoebe and Joey seem to have that bond, you know. And I think Jet Chandler and, and Ross got jealous. So they hugged too after that. <laughs> we can hug. <laughs> And so that's kind of where the moment ends in this scene. Uh, Monica was like, all right, guys. But you know what the funny thing is here? Mm -hmm. It may or may not be the last time Monica has to help Joey with his acting mm, needs. That is true. Foreshadowing. A At this point, Monica's like, all right, guys, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> and she's about to walk to her room and everyone's still there. But we notice something astray. Mm. Ta Rachel was like, uh, Monica, you're, you're going to just leave your shoes in the living room? You sure? That's not very cleanly. It's not very, uh, <laughs> all like Monica of you. Not in order. Like, what did she say? Like, <laughs> all misconstrued. <laughs> yeah, that's not something you would do at all. Ba-doo-doo. Man, you have no idea. And Monica's <laughs> like, um, no. I'll, I'll, like a high-pitched voice. I'll get it in the morning. Or, or not. Or never. Or maybe he'll just leave it there forever. Who knows? <laughs> right? And so, like, she's trying to prove to them, like, she's not crazy. Like, at all. You know? And she's, like, slowly walking to her room. And she and she did. Closes the door. And Ross is like, huh. <sighs> she is a kook. <laughs> <laughs> Monica didn't hear that, obviously. And um, that ends the scene here with Monica laying in bed, right? It, it, it takes us to, like, they're actually, like, in bed. She's still in bed awake she's like talking out loud and her like she's just kind of like she's within her own thoughts yeah, yeah. Do, do i go get the shoes do i not get the shoes it's bugging her I just uh, wait a couple hours till everyone leaves i yeah. can just walk back in there fix the shoes go right. to bed everything's fine <laughs> and then she's like or i could just get in the morning like really early before everybody gets here you know and <laughs> insert <she's> like, <laughs> hummingbird voice and she's like wait a minute i don't have to prove anything oh my gosh like she's like just sitting there contemplating and Finally, she just puts the head over her pillow, and she's like, I need help. And that ends the episode with the, the butt. butt. All right. So let's go ahead and review this episode. 
Me personally, this show and this episode specifically. This one definitely struck a chord with you as a favorite. Oh, it definitely struck a chord, especially in the beginning season because I mean, we do bring out Monica's character more. You know? Oh, this is true. This is probably the first time uh, we're really getting like a super deep dive into her antics in regards to her cleaning habits. Yeah, like diving really deep. and Because just... we already knew about her dating life. We yeah. already knew about the cooking. But yeah. this episode's diving into like those little intricacies of their characters. Which you will notice a lot later on, you guys. I It gets worse. I definitely relate to her. I'm, I'm Monica Clean too, so... That's probably why this is one of my favorite episodes in season one, just because of that. But the whole thing with Chandler and Aurora, my opinion on that whole thing is... Like, I'm pretty sure uh, everyone's had uh, some pretty wild dating experiences. Yeah, for sure. I I think I respect her, though, because she did... She was honest with him. Yeah, like, she was, like, very transparent. Everything was, like, out there on the front street. Like, there was never a point where she was, like... Like oh hiding. no, you found out about my secret husband, boyfriend, slash cousin twice removed. <laughs> she had a few, but I, you know, is it a little unorthodox? Maybe, but you know what? I respect her for being honest and Chandler gave it a chance and he was man enough to try. be like, yeah, he was man enough to be like, okay, I'm going to move on from the situation. Like he had to do what was yeah. right for him and that wasn't the move. Yeah, he didn't want to fall deep. So that that's my take on the episode. Those two points right there were my favorites was the whole Chandler and Aurora segment. And then with me relating to Monica, she's she's my fave. Most definitely. <laughs> I can definitely agree with those uh, sentiments for sure. What did you think, Jaren? What was your review on this whole uh, episode? Uh, I would probably have to go down the same guidelines with you. I really respect the character growth here. Yeah. Truthfully, that's that's definitely something you see a lot. And I, I think everybody or one way or another can relate to that, you know. And even with Joey, just finally getting that opportunity to, hey, you know, I've, I've worked so hard to get to this point in my I've life. worked so hard to be the butt. <laughs> hey. Al Pacino's butt. Yeah, let's be specific here. You Devil's know, advocate butt. That that that's a that's a pretty famous butt. So, but in all seriousness, you know, I like the fact that he didn't give up. He did what he had to do, and and his friends were there to, to let him know, like, hey, that's not going to be the end of it. And on that note, we're bringing yet another episode of the Barker Lounge to a close. Where every Monday and Friday, we'll be there for you as we discuss the 90s sitcom, Friends. Well, I think next week we're going to be looking forward to another slightly intriguing episode. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Some might say we get inside each other's heads, learn a little bit more about people. Mm. We're going to leave that mystery there for you. Mystery. But in the meantime, where can we be found when we're not sitting on our Barker chair? Of course, so... We are on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Radio Public, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. And of course, you guys can always reach us on our Instagram page at The Barka Lounge. Thank you guys for listening. See you next time.
they fucking... Why did they speed up all of a sudden? What? Context? Oh my god. They're back.